we've got a lot of our business, our announcements taken care of this morning. Uh, we also are in our, we're in our third week of our thanks series. And of course, we're about to all get together with family and friends and, and enjoy some wonderful uh, turkey and ham and pies and a new notch on the belt and all of the stuff that comes with Thanksgiving. And uh, so we want to have a mentality of being thankful and what our hearts should be thankful about. And uh, <clears throat> whenever I was a kid, um, I loved to, to remember I told you I wasn't athletic, so I, I found physical expression in other ways. And I liked to play hide and seek. Didn't take a bunch of eye-hand coordination to play hide and seek. I was able to, to pull that one off as a kid. And I loved to play hide and seek. And my favorite version of hide and seek was hide and seek in the dark, hide and seek at night. Because then, man, it was, you could really, really hide. And uh, then in, when, when you got to play hide and seek in the dark, you had to get your special, your special gear on. So you had to get your, your, all your black clothes on so that you could hide and get all of your stuff. And, uh, and then I was, uh, uh, had had this, this dark purple beret because I was a part of this organization that had these berets. I didn't wear a beret on purpose. And uh, anyways, but I would wear this at, at night. It, I felt like I was like some kind of GI guy, but with a purple beret instead of a green one. And uh, anyway, so I'd have my purple beret and have all my dark clothes on and go out and hide and love to, to get in the, the nooks and just lay there and wait. And then, of course, it was always one of the worst parts of hide and seek is right when you find the perfect hiding place, all of a sudden the bladder just begins to talk. And I'm telling you, I'm, I'm, I've, I've come to this thing, this decision, that we, we, can, we learn to listen to the, to the Spirit of God through our bladder. Because we only notice our bladder in two times, in, in, in dire emergency, and we get nice and still and quiet. <laughs> and then we, the bladder starts to talk, and we begin to understand what's going on in one of those two things. And so many times we, we begin to hear the voice of God only in a time of emergency or when we get nice and still and quiet before God. But that's just kind of an, off, that's just kind of an offshoot. And, uh, but anyways, I love to play hide and seek. And so when you get there and hid and you wait, and it would just, people could just get right close to you. And the most exciting is when they'd walk right past you. And you could, you could grab their foot and scare them if you wanted to. I mean, they're just right there. And it's just so exciting because they're right there. And they just, mm, they didn't find you. And it was so perfect. It was just, I loved playing hide-and-seek. Well, we have to make sure that when it comes to our appreciation that we don't bring this hide-and-seek game into this appreciation thing. So many times we can, we can get into this thing where we want people to, to seek our appreciation, that we, we keep it within our hearts and we don't show it until finally somebody asked, well, do you even care about me? Do you even, do you even notice that I do this? Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Man, my thanks was just right there. And I never, I could have just reached out and thanked you. But I never quite did it. We have to, when we're dealing with each other, we have to make sure that we appreciate each other and show it. I don't know what the deal is with us, but for some reason we're not that good at continually expressing thanks towards each other. It ought to be something that we're just awesome at. It ought to be something that we are so good at. But instead, in this area, we tend to, to shift and go into the hide-and-seek mode. And we don't, 
express that, that thanks until we end up kind of doing the bladder thing again, until there's an emergency, and then we've got to shift in. Oh, dear, I'm so sorry. I really am appreciative of you, dear. Oh, I'm, please don't be mad. Please don't be mad. Or we finally do a little bit of reflection and go, wow, this person really is awesome in my life. We cannot be in that. Thanks ought to constantly be on our lips towards each other. Appreciation is a wonderful word. First off, it means thanks or gratitude. We understand that one. Another one is to the assessment of the true worth of a value of persons or things. That's why it means so much to us to be appreciated because people are recognizing our value. It is so important within a world where people are totally trying to tear each other down, appreciation and thanks is this force that begins to counteract that and lift that up. We begin to place value on each other. Man, I just looked, the other day I was sitting there on the couch and Carson did it to me again, just comes up. And he kisses me like five times in a row on my just over and over and over again. And so, and it was, you know, when you're sitting there and I was watching TV. And uh, so he's, and I wasn't as focused as I should have been. And he's kissing me. And finally, I, I finally turned to him and I looked to him and I said, well, what's up, Carson? Thank you, Daddy. That was it. Wasn't anything special. I hadn't done anything. I'd honestly been watching TV and zoned out. And he was showing me all this appreciation. And then when I got, he just... Thank you, Daddy. There's just so, it is just so incredibly awesome. It reaffirms our true worth. The last one, I also like this one, is that it is an increase in value. When we begin to appreciate one another, then that person begins to appreciate in value. Just like a house or an investment or any of those things, when we begin to make that kind of deposit into somebody's life, they begin to appreciate. And you know what? God is the God of creation, and He can work through so many different ways. But you go through the Bible over and over and over again. Yeah, you can find the times when God spoke through a donkey. Yeah, you can find the times when God used ravens. But God's favorite way to show Himself up to humanity is through other people. That is God's favorite way to do it. That's why we are the body of Christ. We begin to show and express thanks. It is so incredibly important. See, Philippians 1.3 says, I thank my God every time I remember you. 2 Thessalonians 1.3 says, We ought always to thank God for you, brothers, and rightly so, because your faith is growing more and more. And the love every one of you has for each other is increasing. I tell you what, this has been such an honor to be able to be a part of getting this church launched. And those of us who've been around it a long time, it doesn't, we can get together and be planning something and it immediately, our talk and our, our conversation will begin to shift to just this gratitude of seeing people's faith begin to grow more and more. Even over the few short months that we've seen this, just the transformation in a life here and a life there and people's countenances and all that, it is so incredible. And it just creates such gratitude and thanks. It is just so awesome. And that to always be on our lips. 
Romans 1.8 says, First, I thank my God through Jesus Christ for all of you because your faith is being reported all over the world. When it comes to being grateful for the people in our lives, too much is not enough. It is so hard to overdo it on gratitude. It is just so hard to be too thankful. Man, I had never once have I had to counsel a couple because they came in and this guy comes in and says, man, I'm just, I'm just sick of it. What's the problem? I'm, I, just, I just don't even know that I can say it. It's just driving me crazy. I just can't hardly, I just I don't even know if I can utter it. Well, what's the deal, man? What's going on? Man, she's, she's just so grateful all the time and it just drives me up the wall. She's thanking me for this. I can't even carry out the garbage without her just saying, thank you for carrying out the garbage. You're like, let me carry out the garbage in peace, woman. Quit thanking me. Never, never had that conversation. Never, never seen them there on the divorce decree say she was too stinking thankful. That old, that, I married this guy and he treated me like dirt and it was wonderful. And then he started thanking me and I'm just so tired of being thanked. It's just ridiculous. He loves my cooking. He thinks I'm hung the moon. I'm just out of here. No. No, we appreciate that. It's so hard to overdo it. It is so hard to overdo it when it comes to it. First Thessalonians 2.13 says, And we also thank God continually, continually, because when you received the word of God, which you heard from us, you accepted it, not as the word of men, but as it actually is, the word of God, which is at work in you who believe. First Thessalonians 3.9 says, How can we thank God enough? For you in return for all of the joy we have in the presence of our God because of you. Now this is a few verses down. He had already said that he thanks God continually. And then later says, how can we thank God enough? Continually is not enough. We should never turn it off. We should never quit being grateful. We should never quit showing it and expressing it. I'm telling you, you start getting this little thing of, well, I'm, I'm overdoing it. Well, you're probably underdoing it. Man, there's the, uh, there's the, the, the story of the married couple that had been around and been married for, for 50 plus years. And the woman finally asked the husband, said, don't you love me anymore? He said, well, yeah, I love you. Why don't you ever tell me you love me anymore? Well, I told you back when we got married, and if I changed my mind, I'd have told you. <laughs> See, it's not enough. Once is not enough. It's not one of those things that, I, yeah, I was grateful for this, and I thanked you for filling the, filling the car with gas one time, so now every time just know that I'm grateful. No, we ought to do it over and over again. We ought to be feeling the expression of gratitude from people and for the love of God expressed that way in our lives all the time. And we ought to be expressing God's love through that over and over again. Second Timothy 1.3 says, I thank God whom I serve as my forefathers did with a clear conscience as night and day I constantly remember you in my prayers. 
See, when it's uh, this thankfulness should move us to pray for each other. We ought to be telling each other how grateful we are for each other. We ought to be telling each other that we're thankful that the other person is in our lives and, and ministering to us in this way or that way. That ought to be flowing up. But it also ought to then move us to prayer. Because Paul, over and over again, it's so many times in his letters, he says how his thanks produces prayer. Our gratitude ought to produce prayer. Now, I'm not going to ask for a show of hands. But those of us that are married or have some significant person in our lives, a lot of times we can measure our gratitude by how often we pray for our spouse. Because Paul connects the two. We pray for ourselves a lot. Sometimes we even pray for big world issues a lot. But when it comes down to rubber meets the road and our relationship with each other, when we're really grateful, it ought to produce prayer for each other. When uh, Keenan was nine years old, he's my, my oldest. We have five kids, and Keenan's our oldest, and he's 14 now. And uh, when he was nine years old, I got the, the privilege of doing a, a wedding for my cousin. And uh, they had come in from out of town, and family had come with him. We did a, a nice little wedding in a, in a local park here. And I uh, did a reception at our house, and it was a, a nice, intimate little wedding. And Keenan, for whatever reason, anyways, just was, would keep going over there and praying for the groom. And he'd sit there, and he'd pray for the groom and pray over him, and then he would walk away and leave and go play and jump on the trampoline and do all kinds of fun stuff. And then later he would come back and he would pray over the guy again and just kept praying over this guy over and over again. And then finally I wrote it in my journal, this quote. He finally told the guy, because he kept saying, thank you for praying for me so much. And uh, Keenan said, I'll do it 17 times if that's what it takes to get all that God has for you. A nine-year-old? Seventeen times. I'm telling you, we don't pray for each other enough. Enough. Well, I did it once. Lord, if I changed my mind about their prayer request, I'd have told you, Lord. I asked for you to heal them back then, and you know, I'm still for it. I'm still for you healing them. If I got mad at them and said, Lord, make them sicker, then I'd, I'd, I'd have told you, Lord. No, it's just it ought to continually come up out of us. If it takes 17 times or 27 times or 330 million times, however many it takes to see that God's best takes place in their lives. See, Ephesians 1.16 says, I have not stopped giving thanks for you, remembering you in my prayers. Colossians 1.3 says, We always thank God the Father, our Lord Jesus Christ, when we pray for you. It's also the same things are said there in, in 1 Corinthians 1.4 and, and 1 Thessalonians 1.2 and 2 Timothy 1.3 and Philemon 1.4 and it's just over and over and over again. Thanks being connected with prayer. It is just so vital. It ought, it ought, we ought to be lifting each other up. 
That's one of the lifeblood that connects the body of Christ. I so appreciate it. I've never turned down prayer. I've never, never turned it down. One of the things, one of my favorite things to do when I'm at a restaurant and you want to be able to talk and to a, a waiter or a waitress, you know, a lot of times you don't want to just be the, hit them over the head uh, with, uh, with the scriptures or whatnot. And so I'll sit there and ask them. And I don't do it every time. And, uh, but we'll just ask them. We're about to pray over our food. Do you have anything we'd like to pray for, for you in your life? And I've never had them say, no, don't pray for me. They always have something, whether it's personal or it's one of their coworkers or a family member. And then I take it back. We had one time where we had, had, a, had a lady said, no, I'm good. And then she ended up coming back and walked across the restaurant and said, no, this is happening with, my, with a relative of mine, and, I, and you can pray for that. They don't. People don't turn down prayer. We want it. We desire it. It rallies us. It connects us together. It knits us together. It is so important. We've got to be praying for each other, folks. And then sometimes it's difficult to stay thankful when people don't treat you right. Sometimes it's hard to show the gratitude when people don't treat you right. And uh, But love will help keep us thankful even when others don't do that. Whenever I was a Real little, my my grandmother loved to take us to the rodeos and stuff that was going on. And one time there was a rodeo happening in Andrews, Texas. And uh, my youngest sister was real little. She was about two years old. And uh, we were there at this at this rodeo. And she was talking good, but not, you know, she was two. She wasn't thinking things through all the way. And just like two-year-olds say, just say the obvious. And uh, so we were there at this rodeo with my with my grandmother and. Uh, that my little sister strikes up this conversation, this little two-year-old conversation with this lady next to her. And uh, the, the lady was not one of these Vogue skinny model women. Um, we'll just say that. And uh, she did not have anorexia. She'd been delivered. And, uh, and, uh, and so uh, uh, anyway, so the, my, my sister was not being courteous and uh, they're talking, and uh, my sister just looks up at the lady and says, you're fat. And, you know, and I'm six years old, and I know that you don't say those kind of things. That's just, mom's going to beat you when she finds out. And uh, so I just felt, I just felt horrible. And then now is this, here's this lady's turn to respond. And this lady turns and so, with such grace, just turns to my sister and says, well, you're so very cute. And was genuine about it. Wasn't sarcastic about it. Was so genuine about it. And at six years old, that just imprinted on me that that is the way we respond. When somebody doesn't treat us right, that's the way we respond. That lady, that opportunity at six years old seared in me. We do not return evil for evil. We we return good. And that's why even though even though people don't always treat us right, even though your boss may not treat you right, guess what? In this time, there's a lot of people you can ask. There are a lot of job prayer requests that get here. I know our economy's been pretty solid. Other places of America have been hit worse. But there are people in need of jobs here. And I tell you what, if nothing else, you can just be thankful that your boss hands you a check 
Every couple of weeks. And he may be a jerk. He may not be nice. He may not be grateful back. But it's still, there should be this gratitude expressed to whoever lets you continue to take care of the needs of your life through employment. There's always something to be grateful for. And love keeps us connected to that. 1 Peter 4, 8 through 10 says, Above all, love each other deeply because love covers over a multitude of sins. Offer hospitality to one another without grumbling. Each one should use whatever gift he has received to serve others, faithfully administering God's grace in its various forms. Matthew twenty two thirty seven through 38 says, Jesus replied, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. And this is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as you love yourself. Love your neighbor as yourself. See, when it comes down to this expressions of gratitude and thankfulness, then it's God first. We should be thankful for all that God is doing in our lives. And then, of course, we talked last week that we had, there has to be some sort of gratitude that God made you you. That way, we can, that, that appreciation for self can be expressed towards others. Usually the people who are, show gratitude the least and are, can be angry and gruff are people that aren't real happy with who they are. And so we have to make sure that we are express towards each other this love now when it comes to this a lot of times we can try to express thanks and and the other person isn't quite getting it the other person doesn't quite connect and we need to make sure and we're going to go over some stuff right here to to help get better at this just some practical things to help us get better at this because we need to make sure that the the purpose we need a purpose to speak love and appreciation in ways that other people understand. Now, I have uh, shared with y'all some uh, stories about my grandfather, my papa, and uh, he is uh, an awesome man, and he's one that is just, he is a loved man because he just pours love out to people. But he also can get into some pretty hilarious, painful situations. And uh, anyways, when he, was a, when he was a kid, he grew up uh, doing farm work, and uh, his family all did uh, um, farm work stuff, and they were some did some uh, moving around, and wherever the work could be found, that's where they moved. And and uh, even at one point had to sweep sweep out a chicken coop and make that home for a while, and lived in a chicken coop, and it, it saw some real tough times. And anyway, so he's he's worked um, the bulk of his life. Well, at one point he was working and having to do some plowing, and he was on a tractor. And he was out in the field, and my grandfather loves to sing, and he sings a lot better than I do. And so I wish I would have got his, his voice. He, uh, he's always been in the choirs and everything, and he, he, loves to, he loves to sing and enjoys singing. But, you know, when you've got singing and you've got the rattle of this tractor, you know, it can make it not distinguishable, where you can't really hear what's going on. You just hear this human voice on top of it. Well, my, my grandfather was out plowing and there was a it had a chain for pulling up stumps or for something i don't know remember why the chain was on there but this chain was sitting on where down where your 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 feet go on your on the tractor anyways the chain ended up vibrating and falling off and it had got wrapped around his foot and then his the uh 
the other end of the chain got wrapped up in the back of the tractor. And so as he was going for it, it was, it was about to yank his foot off. And he got the tractor stopped, but it was just pulling and tightening on his foot. And he was stuck. He couldn't reach and couldn't get the stuff he needed to do. He was stuck on this tractor way out in this field. And so he starts screaming and hollering. Well, there are people up at the house and people working. And they just thought that Joe was singing again. And so they just keep on going. And so he's stuck out in the middle of this field in pain, crying out. And people just, they see him out there and they just go on their merry way. And uh, finally, they realized his tractor wasn't going anywhere. And they send somebody out there probably to get onto him for loafing and just singing and realize this guy was in pain. He was communicating the whole time, but all of those around him were not getting the message. They were not understanding what was going on, and so the communication was pointless. He stayed in pain. He stayed trapped. Our communication that we share with each other, it has to actually communicate. The message actually has to be received. And one of the uh, <clears throat> one of the wonderful ways to do the well, we'll get this into a minute. Another thing that I want to make sure that I share with you is it was I had uh, there was this group of uh, Suzuki violinists that they learned to to and start them from from young, very very young, and teach these kids how to play uh, the violin. And I was impressed to find out that the, as they teach these kids who are going to be incredible violinists. They teach them two things first. The first one is how to stand, proper posture, and their stance. You've got to have a good foundation. And the second thing they teach them, these little kids, is how to bow. Hadn't learned to play a note. Haven't learned to play anything. And they teach them how to bow. And the reasoning behind that is that because when they finish, a lot of people don't know when it's done, when to applaud. And if they will immediately, when they're done, bow, then everybody automatically, especially with a little kid, claps and applauses. And they say that kids will learn and, and escalate so much quicker whenever they get that done. Because as soon as they're a kid, those kids know how to bow, and they bow. And mom and dad or aunts and uncles or whoever it is immediately begin to lavish appreciation on them for what they did. And it keeps them energized from day one. They love the appreciation. It is so important. We have to make sure that we communicate it to each other. Here in 1 Corinthians 9, we see that Paul made sure that his communication was effective, that it worked. He says, To the Jew I became like a Jew to win the Jews. And to those under the law I became like one under the law, though I myself am not under the law, so as to win those under the law. To those, who <clears throat> to those not having the law, I became one not like not having the law. Though I am not free from God's law, but I'm under Christ's law, so as to win those not having the law. To the weak, I became weak to win the weak. I have become all things to all men, so that by all means I might <coughs> save some. See, when it comes to appreciation, and I've listed there, there's a, there's a wonderful book out called The Five Love Languages. And some of you may be familiar with it, and some of you may not. But it is a wonderful, wonderful tool. There you've got the, a website to also go to for an assessment. If, uh, if there's a, <clears throat> some married couples here that have never done this, I would totally suggest that you get onto this website and go through this assessment. And it'd help you learn how the, each other shows and expresses love. 
The five love languages are acts of service, words of encouragement, touch closeness, gifts, and quality time. Well, Cutie and I are coming up on celebrating 16 years of marriage. Bless God, it's exciting. And uh, for a long time, I would try to express love and gratitude to her. And it just wasn't getting communicated. And finally, when I came across these resources, it finally dawned on me that we speak two different languages. When it comes to love and appreciation, I mean, I might as well have been speaking Russian to her and saying all this stuff to her in Russian. She, she wasn't catching it. She wasn't getting it. Because when we test it out, then her top two, number one, is gifts. And it's love speaks to her with gifts. And then the second one is quality time. And so whenever I test it out, my lowest two were gifts and quality. My lowest one was gifts. I'm like, you know, this we just did not connect. And we had numerous arguments because, man, especially when we were first married, man, money was tight. And uh, one of her friends would be having a bad day or a rough day, and she'd want to go to the store and buy them something. I'm like, woman, just pray for them. You know, give them a hug. You know, quit spending our money on your friends. What are you doing? And then, and then she'd get so mad because was, I, was, I was stifling her love. You know, and I went through a period of time that I thought, man, she was just materialistic. Because if I wanted to really show love to this woman, I had to spend some money. I was like, woman, what's the wrong here? Because my top ones are touch closeness and words of encouragement. Like, maybe plant a big kiss on me and tell me I'm great and I'm good. Do not spend the money. Kiss me, hug me, and tell me I'm awesome. And we are, I totally feel appreciated. And uh, we were on the other end, man. Man, she was, that was a bottom end of hers, man, to her. It talks cheap. Anybody can say thank you. Spend the money. (coughs) Buy me something. And, uh. It's really not that bad. It didn't have to be expensive. It'd just be anything. It was the thought. It was the effort. It showed that I thought of her when I was not with her. And that's really the thing. And I have learned to begin to give her the freedom to express love to other people that way and not grimace or get upset when she spends a little money on her friends and people who are important to her. And, uh, or our birthdays are way too big of a deal. <laughs> In our household, and that was, that was just, we went round and round on that. But it's so important. We have to get on the same thing, you know. We get on the same page, you know. She was, I was here wanting all of this, all these words of affirmation and these hugs. And she's like, quit touching me. What are you doing? Get off of me, man. And, uh, and we were just on two ends of the spectrum, and we finally learned to speak each other's language. And we need to do that with each other. We need to make sure that we can speak. And I finally, it, it dawned on me this week for the first time why the gift thing is such a low expression of, of, of affection for me. And so my parents are very giving. I, it never made sense to me. But I had a scarring experience in the first grade. I really didn't. And uh, there was this little girl in my class that I really liked. And I found this piece of costume jewelry of my grandmother's. And I wrapped it up in a contact paper. And I took it to school to give to her. And she took it into the bathroom and flushed it down the toilet. <laughs> I do not lie. Broke my heart. And I learned there, gifts get you nowhere. <laughs> Boo! 
home. Heartache, nothing but heartache. So now that we know what's wrong, I can fix it. Thank you, Lord, for showing me. Gifts are, are a good thing. But we need to make sure. Those are some wonderful resources for you. But with your, with your relationships, find out what makes them tick, what makes them feel appreciated and do that. And it may not be the thing that makes you feel appreciated. It may not be the thing. But speak their language. Show appreciation. See, let's let gratitude for the relationships in our lives overflow from our hearts. We can't do it too much. We can't show gratitude too much. It just is, it fosters love and caring. It is so, so incredibly important. And so this morning, I just appreciate it if everybody would, would bow your heads and close your eyes. And we're going to create a place of intimacy this morning. This morning, this morning, this morning, this morning, this morning, this morning.